All right, guys, here we go. Nord East podcast, huge episode, the Snyder Cut of Justice League dropped. We will break that down for you. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is here. We'll talk about that as well. News, hot wrecks, and more. Here we go, Nord East podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Feeling pretty good, man. I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, and I can't wait for this episode. Lots of big things dropped this week. Um, we'll talk Falcon and Winter Soldier. We'll talk uh, Snyder Cut of the Justice League. We'll give you guys a few hot wrecks, some news. And, uh, we got all kinds of good stuff to talk about. Before we do that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram, at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere you get your favorite podcast from get the Nordies podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Yes. All right, guys. Uh, beers in front of us. I'm going to go first Cheers. today. Um, I'm drinking uh, our Nordy Award winner, uh, Lupulin, and they uh, made something called Strictly Illegal Triple IPA. And cool. it's an 11 percenter. Um, its IBU has been redacted. And it's a triple India pale ale, and it's really tasty. Like, they nailed this thing. That's awesome. Um, we got some some beer gifts this week. So thank you to Tommy. Um, she is out of Drecker, and she brought us a bunch of Drecker. So that's what we're drinking. Uh, I got the blackberry and pineapple brains, double fruit, smoothie sour. It's thick. It's a thick boy. Very, very tasty. Yeah, I'm drinking the same thing, and I I have not had like one of their double fruity smoothie sours in a long time. Um, it just it, I think with COVID and everything, they haven't been able to get the distribution back to the way it was. Mm. Um, so to taste this beer again reminded me of like the like the old Drecker when we first started drinking them, and we just thought. They put out great beers. This is another one of those beers where I feel is is top notch. It's it, like Jimbo said. It's it's like it's almost like a smoothie. Like I know they call beers like smoothie sours, but this one kind of lives up to it with the thickness. Yeah, dude, I agree. All right, guys, here we go. We're gonna start out with do we care? And the first place to go is definitely that the Snyder Cut, which we will break down later at the end of the episode. First spoiler free, followed by, by our spoiler version. Um, the Snyder Cut score has gone up by 25% on Rotten Tomatoes compared to the original. It seems right. If that's fair. I think I enjoyed it 25% more. I think I enjoyed it more than 25% more. I really. Uh, it's it, not it, a great movie. Like no. It's not even very good. No, the first one was downright bad. Right, right, right. This was like entertaining. This was entertaining. Like I enjoyed it. I I never was bored. I had a smile on my face. I laughed a couple times, usually at dumb stuff, but still laughed at it. Mm -hmm. And I had a good time. Like I didn't, it didn't feel like four hours to me. It felt like three, which is still long, but (laughs) (laughs) it felt like like three hours, 45 minutes max. I mean... (laughs) All right. Um, next up, guys, a movie. I don't know. I think you guys both saw. I think we all saw this. Uh, Tenet. We all saw this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Tenet is coming to HBO Max on May 1st. Anyone who's got HBO Max, if you haven't seen Tenet, I would advise you to watch this movie. Um, it is frustratingly complicated, but I really enjoyed it. And um, I know this will turn some people off. But I actually enjoyed the movie a lot more when I watched uh, like. Um, YouTube video breaking it down for me and like telling me the things that were confusing. And then I was like, Oh wow. I liked that movie a hundred times more once I kind of figured some of those things out. So um, it is definitely like a a movie made for the internet, like the internet movie uh, community. It was like made to that for them. I feel like with how complicated it was and all the Easter eggs and things like that. So I enjoyed it. I hope people will check it out on HBO max. Maybe what I'll do, since I've already seen it, is watch one of those videos where it's like 10 minutes, five minutes long, but it tells you, you know, at this point, they're actually going backwards in time. So that's why this happens. And then I'll watch the movie again and probably appreciate it even more. I think you will like it even more. It's a beautiful movie. It's fun. Great action. All those things. You will enjoy it. 
even if you don't know what the fuck is going on. They'll give you the broad strokes. You know if the hero is winning or losing, you know, but you maybe don't know much else. Yeah, you don't know you don't know what's happening with time. And that's confusing in any movie. And in this one, they didn't try to make it any less confusing. No, they just made it. They ramped it all up. In Back to the Future, they were just like, don't fuck your mom. (laughs) (laughs) That was very simple. He had one job and and he almost failed. Yeah, I was going to say, and it's like, don't fuck your mom, but. She's also going to be coming on to you for a solid hour of this uh, entire movie. It was like two rules. It was like, don't fuck your mom. <laughs> Do make her think she's going to get raped as part of your plan. <laughs> it was it was absurd. So don't, crazy, crazy. Don't rewatch that. All right. Uh, no. We care, Tenet. Yeah, we all like Tenet. Yeah. yeah, we did. We care. All right. This was some big news coming from HBO Max. Um, three potential Game of Thrones spinoffs in the works or uh, at least being discussed. Um, this is outside of the one that's already being made, right? Yes. This is outside wow. of the House of the Dragon. Dragon. Yeah. So what, are, what What do we have? What, what are the options? Ryan, do you have them in front of you? Yep. It's going to be Sea Snake, Flea Bottom, or 10,000 Ships. Those are the three in development. Um, and, and as we know from previous iterations of HBO, like developing content, probably mm-hmm. only one of these will likely make it to the screen. Yeah. So yeah, they started with five to get to just the House of Dragon. So. So what could these be about? Flea Bottom would be like the poor people. That's maybe my least. I'm least interested in that. Yeah. It's gonna be gross and boring. Um, the other one is one of them is like the story of like Dorn, the Dornish, you know, Sand Snakes, but she was like a pirate, so she left, and so, and then between that and then this other one that's like the Ten Thousand Ships or whatever is like the story of like an armada out at sea back in the day, um, like a famous admiral. Um, I'm only interested in one of the two. I don't need, we're not going to get two, you know, out at sea Game of Thrones show. Seems like they want an out at sea Game of Thrones show. They probably will pick, they'll probably pick that one, the 10,000 ships. That's what I, that, if we had to put our money down, that's what I'm putting it on. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Also, get me get me away from Dorn as much as possible. I, I have no interest. I don't want to see any of those characters rebooted. The only one, even if they were like, uh, we're going to do Oberyn Martell's backstory, but it's going to involve some of the other characters that were in the previous Game of Thrones, I'd be like, I'm all set. Yeah. I think I'm good. Yeah. But if they made it, you'd watch it. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Like an idiot. Yeah. All right, uh, HBO Max. Well, but we all care. Thrones. We care about anything Thrones. Even if we, we care, we, we, we might still care. Get crabby about it, but we care. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're just we're just we're bitter and we're lashing out. Is what is yep. what's happening? Um, more HBO news. Uh, Barry starts filming this summer. This is season three for Barry. Is that right? Four. Season four for Barry. Um, I was late to the party, and I, I would I would not say that Barry is an A. But I'd say it's like a really solid B plus, and I think it's an A. It's a lot of fun, um, but somehow it's also like serious at the same time. And yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see where they go with this. It is like a bit stressful, but it's fun to watch. Um, you know, what's the guy's name? The actor, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. It's fun. It's fun yeah. to watch someone like Bill Hader um, be kind of the straight guy in a funny show. He is fantastic. The episode with like the ninja girl and like the ninja dad, hilarious. I mean, top quality television. Ryan, I need to give credit. Ryan was the Barry guy first. He watched the whole first season before I even picked it up. So credit where credit's due. Great show. Can't wait. Yep, I'm very excited. I love Barry. I think it's an A. Um, I, Eric, it, it's exactly right. It, it is a little uncomfortable. But then it has these moments that just elevate the show, right? There's like a, an action sequence where you're like, oh, my God, this is Bill Hader doing? You know what I mean? Like, if you, you, it's it's so good at, at moments. Anyway, I care a lot. <laughs> the Bill Hader fight scene where he was just getting destroyed and like yeah. being thrown through walls and it was all one shot was oh. just unbelievable. And then the dude shows yeah. up again at the supermarket later and, like, kicks a dude in half or something. <laughs> The cop gets like kicked in half. Yeah, we all like the show. We're all uh, 
this is a, a care for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it hasn't been too much time in between seasons, but yeah, it's uh it's going to be fantastic. And then uh, sticking with HBO Max, they have a new show that's getting some buzz right now called Made for Love. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy. So they sent out the they sent out the pilot to a bunch of reviewers and people loved it. So it's like it's going to be like kind of a dark comedy, probably a 30 minute deal, 30 minute format. It's got Christina Milati. I think that's how you are. Kristen. She was in Palm Springs and we I, I love that movie. Um, She was great in it. And this is like it like a she's the girlfriend of some like tech billionaire. And it's in the future, and it's going to be weird and sci-fi and funny and probably uncomfortable and all those things. I'm excited for it. I think it's coming out either at the end of this month or the end of next month. So even if you guys aren't aren't going to be on it, I will check it out for y'all. I'm sure I'll check it out. I don't currently care. I, ca- I could. I care if Stimmy Jimmy cares. There we go. We care. All right. Uh, next up, Ace Ventura 3 is in the works by the people who gave us Sonic. And it's probably coming to Amazon. Um, does this do anything for you? Nope. Did Ace Ventura one or two do anything for you? Yeah. One. I like of course. Those, they're classics. Both of them. Yes. What one was better? I think I liked two better. It, um, I don't know. I was I, I was young, man. I don't know. It made me laugh. The Rhino shit was hilarious. Him pop. I mean, that's one of the all time comedy scenes. Physical comedy scenes. I think it's like if you went back and watched it now, you'd be like, ugh, it's just rough. But Yeah, I feel like I watched it a couple years ago, and it was like, mm, most of the shit ain't that funny. But that's okay, because the, some of those old movies aren't meant to ever be watched again. They're only meant to give you a few nostalgic laughs that if you actually went back and watched them, you'd realize didn't exist anymore. Right. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I think I think one. I think one was better, uh, only because... It made me laugh the way like Dumb and Dumber and Wedding Crashers made me laugh, you know, like the first time I watched it. Um, two was just like this outlandishly weird, crazy story about bat poop eventually. So, so uh, but yeah, I could not care less about a third Ace Ventura movie. I Okay, I'm just trying to remember what we picked as our top comedy movie ever remember we did that a while back oh yeah what did we pick i Uh, I think we picked wedding crashers didn't we i thought we picked old school yeah um we picked old school but i don't remember we oh okay we did uh we did four of them our top four were old school wedding crashers dumb and dumber and tommy boy i think that's great and I i think it holds up and i think we picked old school as our favorite yeah that's good. I don't think I'd redo that. That's a good list. Yeah. All right. Uh, last but not least, uh, Martin Freeman. You guys know who he is? Yes. Yes. He was in uh, Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit. The Hobbit. And uh, Black Panther. And Fargo and yep. more stuff. Okay. So Martin Freeman uh, also was in Sherlock, the BBC version. And there's been yes. a lot of talk lately about doing more Sherlock um, like a season five, but I think that it's like too labor intensive for them to do because it's like making multiple movies per season. So the new thing that he came out and said is, is that season five is not likely, but that a movie is something that could happen. And so would you guys watch a Sherlock movie? I think that this would be great if it was like a Netflix movie. No, this is gonna be. It'll be in the same BBC. It'll be picking up their characters, which I got tired of those characters. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even watch the last bit of of the Sherlock TV stuff on the BBC. But remember, it was BBC and Netflix by the end, right? Okay. And so I'm just saying, if someone had to make the movie, would BBC make the movie or would Netflix? I kind of feel like Netflix would be throwing some cash at that. Yeah, I guess. Do I need to be able? Do I need to watch the show first before I'd have to watch the movie? Because if that's the case, then no, I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> You probably would. I would love it. I like all the Sherlock stories that we can get. We just finished our Sherlock rewatch. Go back and check that out. It was awesome. And mm-hmm. I could go for more Sherlock in any way because it's it's an underrated franchise. Yep. Um, all right. I care. You guys don't. All right. All right. Don't care. Fair enough. Okay. Hot Rex. Moving on to some Hot Rex. We don't have a ton of them this week, but Jim, you watched a couple uh, movies on Hulu. First, you watched Another Round. 
Uh, what was this about? Is this a hot rap? Somebody, somebody hit me up and was like, how much shit did you watch last week? I'm like, <laughs> all right, I did have a lot last week. Fewer. Um, dude, I watched another round. It's got Mads Mikkelsen in it. It's a like a Dutch movie, foreign language film. The director was nominated for best director for it, for Oscar. So I was like, all right, it's probably worth watching. Dude, it is really good. It's a good movie. It is definitely an indie movie. It is like a small story about five friends that work at a school together. He's actually a history teacher, Eric. I think you should you should watch it. And he's stuck in a rut. So all his friends agree for science. Let's all start drinking all the time, like during the day at work. We're going to keep our blood alcohol content at like 0.5 and just like see what it does. And of course, all the kids love them and they're having a fucking blast. Um it's kind of pro alcohol as I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like now they're all alcoholics. No, they all kind of like <laughs> had a great time. So it's, it's a weird movie, but it's like, they don't really make American movies like a, a group of five normal friends. Like one of them has to be a tech billionaire and one of them has to be like a, you know, the, the weird guy, you know what I mean? Right? Like they can't just have normal guys in movies. I think you guys should check this out. Another round Mad Mads Mikkelsen was great too. And where, excuse me, where was it at? Where did you see it on? It's on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Okay. And by the way, I love Mads Mikkelsen. I like him better speaking a different language because when he speaks English, I can hardly understand him. So mm-hmm. just let him speak his native language and, and give me the subtitles. It was good, man. That's a wreck. All right. And then you also watched uh, Buddy Games, also on Hulu. This is a bad movie, right? You know, it's like one of the Sandler movies. Like just people having fun. But it's you don't see very R, many R-rated comedies these days, so I like I wanted to check it out. So it's got like what Nick Swartzen, Josh Duhamel, um, Olivia Dax. Munn. I don't Dax know. Shepherd. Dax Shepard is in it. It's pretty bad. Like I can't really recommend it, but it's very mindless, and so you may enjoy it. It's got a lot of dirty jokes in it. It's it made me laugh a couple times, but it's it's not a good movie. This is like a sixty-five on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Nick Swartzen hasn't made a good movie since Grandma's Boy, so he hasn't. No, but we but he's a Minnesota guy, so we support him. And Josh Duhamel is a at least was, I think Minnesota. he's a, one of the Dakotas, but he's a Vikings fan, so we get down with him as well. Yeah. All right, guys. So I watched HBO Max's uh, Bear Town. Oh. So I've been watching Bear Town. I think there's only five episodes in season one, and like they haven't done a very good job of. Um, communicating like how long this is because they said that the next episode was the series finale but now i see that they're calling it season one on their website so i'm assuming there's going to be more of it now let me tell you what it is guys it's like dark swedish mighty ducks okay so it's about um this small town uh in sweden called bear town it's not actually called bear town that's just what it translates to and they are like a they have like a factory and like a hockey program like a bunch of other small towns and all the hockey families work at the same factory and the team and the factory and the city are pretty much all going to shit and their former like golden boy who went and played in the NHL but had like a a non-successful career in the NHL and moved back for some kind of dark reasons um comes back to the town and decides he's going to be the coach of the team but the semi-pro team is so bad that he decides he'd rather coach the juniors team because they have this phenom kid on the team. Okay. Um, but at the very beginning of the whole show, there's like a, you see like a murder, but you don't know who killed who. And so it's like a very realistic, like gritty hockey show in a small town with like really realistic hockey. Um, but it's also like kind of dark and mysterious at the same time. Uh, and it's a murder mystery as well. Um, I don't, I, you just, you see that there's like someone gets shot at the very first scene of the show, but like, I don't know when they're going to get shot because at this point they haven't been. Oh, okay. And so uh, I don't know if you're recommending this or not. Um, I'm not sure either, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> How many hours have you watched? So I watched four episodes. They're all about an hour long. Um, oh my I, God. You watched four. I watched this because I was listening to a podcast this week with Chris Ryan and Bill Simmons, and they okay. were going crazy about it. They loved it. Wow. They thought it was great. I looked it up on another thing, like a stream it or skip it thing. They were like, stream it for sure. So people are liking it. It's got pretty good reviews. I think it's got a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's just got an okay score on IMDb. I know 
all that's a little difficult with television, especially foreign shows. Um, I think it's like not must watch TV, but like if you're looking for a show, it's going to be five episode season. It's entertaining. It's got some good hockey in it and it's a little surprising and a little dark and I don't know. I, I, I thought it was, why don't, why don't you finish the season and then we'll put a pin in this and you can give us our official recommendation next week. Yeah. Or are you, or is it not good enough that you don't even know if you're going to, you're going to crank out that last episode? I have to crank out the last episode at this point. Okay. There, it's like one of those shows that, um, that at certain points I'm like, yeah, this is great. And at other points I'm like, wait, he just walked into the opponent's locker room and punched him all in the face and then like came back and high fived his buddies. And then they played the game. Like that's so not realistic. Like why would that happen? So it is a little wild, but it's like um it's kind of like if if the Mighty Ducks met Euphoria. Okay. No, that's good. It's like Mighty Ducks meets Euphoria with like some like long, pretty good hockey scenes in it. So (laughs) (laughs) I would say it's a lukewarm if you like hockey, just check it out. If you hate hockey, it's probably not for you. All right. Good review, Eric. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's dude. Let's just say, Eric. I don't know if I'm going to watch it or not. I definitely know what yeah. it's about, so we're good there. Eric. Yeah. You nailed it. You nailed you it. Nailed it. <laughs> perfect. We're going to talk. We're going to do another 15 were, minutes on it next week. <laughs> you were perfect. You were perfectly ambiguous. <laughs> I, I mean, like, if you would have asked me after two episodes, I, I would have been like, yeah. But like, I'm not sure if I was just tricked because people's opinions that i respected were like it's great right so you can't listen to anybody man only only i know follow your heart all right guys that brings us to our next big show of the week the big drop of the week uh tv wise and that's disney plus's falcon and winter soldier all right so disney plus coming off of such hits as the mandalorian season one and two and then wandavision um Two weeks after the WandaVision finale, we get episode one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is, uh, what, a few weeks or possibly months after the events of WandaVision? Um, it's a ways out. It's, it's months after, yeah. Because like, this is six months after people came back, and WandaVision was only about a week and a half after people came back. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we're a few months pat beyond, but we don't know how long exactly WandaVision went. Yeah, it went about couple, two weeks. A couple of weeks. So yep. we're a few months after that, a few months after um, Endgame, and you are seeing kind of where things are lying in the world, how th- times are a bit uncertain. And I will say, uh, you know, I, I think that this episode, there's not a lot to spoil for people because this was pretty much just setting up what the story of this thing is even going to be about. Uh, but boy, oh boy, did they spend big bucks on their opening scene. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it was a big Falcon action scene, baby. Falcon. He's flying in and out of helicopters. He's missiles flying around, in and out of helicopters, in and out of planes. I thought it looked pretty cool, to be honest with you. Like, it might have been a little outrageous, but at minimum, it was a fun start. It looked really cool. If that scene happened in a Star Wars movie, you would be like, wow, they did a great job with that. You know, yeah. it, it kind of reminded me of the chase in the Star Wars movie. Um, it reminded me of Will Smith doing dogfighting with the aliens in Independence Day. I think it was the same set of rock formations they used. Pretty sure. Okay. I like or that. any other movie. Top Gun did the same thing. They love those canyons. There, love them. Is there anything less stressful than the opening scene of a, a TV show or movie with the title character in a big action set piece. And you realize, yeah, you could shoot 300 missiles. I, I Nothing's going to happen to him. Like I know, <laughs> I, I know none, none of these are going to have an impact on the story whatsoever, other than it's going to kill bad guys. Yeah. And uh, by the way, that was a little cliche. They but, certainly uh, weren't afraid to kill bad guys in the show. I was kind of uh, surprised. No. He was blowing every fucking thing up and killing people. I mean, it was people it was pretty hardcore. Kicking people out the doors. I mean, they had no, they had not. I, I thought, if anything, this was the most violent that we have seen Marvel. I thought so, too. And Agreed. I did hear that. I heard it was going to be more like a, 
trying to shoot for about like a 15 or 16, like content level more than more, you know, much more hardcore than WandaVision for sure, which I appreciate. Good. Let's see some different sides. I, I liked it. And honestly, um, so the big stories that we're going to get here so far, the guys aren't together. I think it's fair enough to say that there's going to have to be some point in the season where they come together and have to work together. Um, but you have like a, like a in therapy post pardon um, Bucky, Bucky, mm-hmm. the winter soldier. And you have Falcon who is, you know, doing things for the military, like side missions for the military, but it's a lot about his family and their inability to get alone. And, you know, some, yeah. some talk of race, which I found very interesting and exciting for Marvel to dive into a topic like that, where they mm-hmm. usually completely avoid anything controversial. So I thought that it was much more of what you'd expect from Marvel. And I think that will turn some people off after how interesting and different WandaVision was. But I don't think that's bad. I think it's going to be fun to see how they're going to show that they can do every type of show. I agree. I mean, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was, it was definitely, besides the fact that there was a couple of action scenes in it, um, plot-wise, starting pretty slow. Kind of getting you the idea that these are real people. This is their how their lives are like right now. A lot of world building is like, yeah, half the people disappeared. And then five years later, they all came back after like people had moved into their house. And, you know, their fucking spouses probably married somebody else and whatever. Um, so, yeah, it probably wasn't easy during this time. So it's kind of it's kind of cool to show the impact of that, which was, you know, massive. Yeah. And, and I thought it was interesting that. They're playing the angle of like, yes, they're superheroes, but they're also people. And that's just sort of piggybacking on what you guys are saying that like they have real world problems that they can't solve with their costumes, you know, and some of that stuff is um, like uh, things that you've you've never seen in a Marvel movie at all. Right. That, that like that you rarely got the shot of like when they went back home, this is what they did, you know, um, yeah. that kind of thing. I mean, we got a little bit of that with like uh, Clint, um, uh, the arrow shooty guy, uh, I forget his, <laughs> but like Hawkeye, you got a little yeah. bit of that Hawkeye. Yeah. With his family, um, you know, when they had the little moment on the farm and they're chopping, you know, of course, Chris uh, Evans is chopping wood with his biceps out of his shirt, you know, um, just for fun. But like you, you never really saw like what happens at home, you know, when things don't go right. And giving getting a glimpse in that was uh, kind of interesting. I, I, I did find the episodes the episode a, a little bit boring um, overall, um, but it was the pilot, so um, I'm excited to see where they go. And in, in Marvel, we trust. But I was uh, definitely checking my phone a little bit more than I thought I would. I, I really wanted to love it. I, I was just sort of like lukewarm. I mean, I'm not trying to be like grumpy old guy, but I just was a little down on it. A little more I down was, than you I guys anyway. I mean, but so was I with Wanda for the first two episodes. I was like, I don't know what they're really doing here, guys. I'm not sure this is working. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm definitely getting them the benefit of the doubt, but I was like, I thought it was like a B plus. I think at this point they have, they're trying to show us like, just let us lay, lay the foundation for you guys. Like how many, how many more years do we have to prove that you can trust us? Yeah. And so I think that they're just trying to say, all right, guys, this is where all the pieces are. This is what we're going to be doing on this. Thanks. Next week. We'll get exciting. What'd you guys think of George St. Pierre reprising his role as Bashrock the leaper? <laughs> he killed it. Literally. You remember him from, uh, yeah, Batroc or Batroc. Yeah, is what they called him. Yeah, he had that. He had that epic fight in uh, the Winter Soldier film yeah. with Captain America on the deck of the aircraft carrier, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's back, and uh, he sounds like he's going to be one of the reoccurring villains in this. Yeah, he made it out of this okay. Um, yeah, we got a little War Machine action. We saw, so we did see at least one cameo so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the end of the first hour ended and they're not together yet. They don't even have a goal or a mission yet. So it's it's slow playing. But um, I think it's only six episodes. So 
they're going to have to kick it up next week. Wow. I didn't realize that. So that is exciting though. Lots of fun uh, to be had there. We'll uh, keep breaking that down. Hopefully it's going to be the must watch show of the spring. Now guys, it's time for us to finally do it. We're going to dive into the Snyder cut this week. We're going to start with some spoiler free stuff or some stuff that won't ruin the movie for you. And some of our opinions as to if you should even watch it. And then uh, we'll, we'll let you guys leave if you haven't watched it yet or you don't plan on it. And then uh, you guys who did watch it can stick around with us and we'll tell you our thoughts and we'll, we'll break down what worked and what didn't work in this movie. So Snyder cut drops on a Thursday, which was really interesting. I got my second uh, COVID backs on Wednesday. Felt like crap on Thursday, sat around for four hours watching Snyder cut. Like nothing, nothing can feel, nothing can make me feel worse right now. So I'm going to indulge in four hours of Zack Snyder's justice league. Yeah, I, for those of you who haven't had it yet, the first dose felt there's no feeling. Second dose, I felt like I aged 20 years. I was like, I felt like I was like an old man walking around, like sore and tired and just feeling terrible. So um, I laid around, watched Snyder Cut. Um, I, overall, this is what I would say. Overall, I thought it was a lot of fun. I would mm-hmm. say, at minimum, I thought it was a good time. I thought that even though it was insanely long, uh, it was a lot of fun. And my takeaway that Jimmy Channels was not behind was that this would have been better if they would have cut it into like five or six episodes and just threw it out as a TV show for like five or six weeks. Go ahead and make those cuts and tell me how you did it. There's no, there was no places. There was no, No. it wasn't, it wasn't paced at all like that. You'd have one episode that's like, literally Superman and Lois on a farm the whole time. And you'd be like, are you kidding me? I'm not watching the rest. You know what I mean? It had to just be all it. It was a four hour movie that maybe that shouldn't exist, but that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It'd be like, if there was an episode where like Jamie and Tyrion were like sitting around over a, a pint talking about horrors in the past that they had in the past and how they hate their dad. And then the next episode is the battle of the bastards and they like kill like 10,000 people. It's still, I'm telling you, you just even you'd have to have a 20 minute episode and then an hour and a half episode to have any kind of logical cuts to it. I think that it would have been more fun and to have something to look forward to because I think that it would have been good enough to be like exciting television, but like it was a little much as a as a movie. Yeah, it was. Um, I watched it in two parts, two pieces. I did so. The, I watched it on Thursday morning, most of it, like maybe two and a half hours of it. And the, like, I don't have a lot of glare, but the movie was so dark. I'm not sure I even saw any of the first half. There was like a little bit of light in the room and I was like, oh, I can't even see what the fuck's going on. But um, overall, I had a good time. Like I had a big smile on my face. I wasn't bored. I don't know what, you know, what else do you want from a, from a movie? I, I recommend it to people that have seen it, people that haven't. I think you'll like it. I would say it's definitely an improvement yeah. on the previous iteration. Um, how much of an improvement, um, you know, that, I think that depends on how you view the first film. Um, if you enjoyed the first film, then you might not think that this is, you know, that much better. And it's six times longer. Um, if you absolutely despised the first film and there's a lot of things in the film in the first one that you did not like, you're probably not going to like this one that much either. Um, although you may feel marginal improvement, but if you were sort of in the camp of like, yeah, first one wasn't that great. It, it was okay. Not, not great. Not horrible. You'll like this movie a lot better. I think mm-hmm. the Snyder cut um, overall, I think it was uh, pretty good. I think some of the, the, like the VFX improvements that were done, um, you know, with the CG and the, and different costumes, sorry, Eric costumes, uh, for people uh, were an upgrade. Um, s- some of the big bad characters were were even better than they mm-hmm. were before. Um, we got to see much more of the you know the overarching uh, bad guy um, and and obviously Snyder's vision for the arc of the entire DC series um, at first glance, which I you know I don't think, I mean, we, I think we agree there that's not going to happen. Um, right. But maybe, uh, maybe if the reception to this is good enough where people are like, we want more of that, 
maybe it might, uh, you know, they might dust off, you know, some, some scripts for a subsequent film. Um, you know, most of the actors have moved on too. like, like Ben yeah, Affleck, they 100%. were going to make a Batman movie and he backed out, which is good. Cause he's yeah. horrible. Let's rank. Yeah. Let's rank the super. And maybe should we save that for the spoiler? Let's save that for the spoiler part. I think yeah. that we, I think we're recommending this movie, even though it's four hours, maybe plan to watch it in two parts, but I think you'll like it, you know? Um, definitely some great action scenes like really like the way they had um uh wonder woman move in this looked really cool it wasn't just slow-mo but they would show her at full speed which was like blindingly fast and it looked awesome looked really interesting um i would say this is a wreck for sure i would tell if it was in theaters i would say it was not a wreck yeah Oh, for sure. But watching yes. it at your house. This is a wreck for people that already have HBO Max. I mean, a, that's it. It's a total wreck if it's going to cost you zero extra dollars. Sit around over two nights, crack a few beers, make yourself some snacks, and you're going to have a great time watching this. And it's completely outrageous, and there's some awful parts. But for the most part, it was a lot of fun. It looked really cool. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a huge upgrade. So much so that um, I didn't really know the story anymore like i Mm -hmm. I was like yeah i guess i thought i knew what this was about but i i don't um and the other thing i would say is dark side and desad i think his name was um were both really cool like i I found myself so interested and if that was all we're going to get from dc for those characters and then we're going to get a reboot what are they doing like they they set it up for their thanos character to join the, the universe and then they're going to reset the universe. Like why, why even do it then? So my mind bogglingly stupid. I, I, I don't understand I that decision whatsoever. Like, all right, well, if you're not going to give us more then just go fight him right now, because I, <laughs> I am here. Well, that's a little spoilery, but um, yes. Yeah. It, the, only, the only thing I would disagree with is the, is the fun part. I like, to me, I think of fun movies is like Ant-Man. It's like a fun superhero movie, right? right? Stakes are relatively low. Like in terms of the greater story, there there's funny side characters. They're goofy. They have fun interactions. You know, you get the band back together to make a heist, you know, kind of thing with Ant-Man. Um, Paul Rudd is engaging and gregarious and, you know, his dry wit plays perfectly with the character he's supposed to be. I, I guess I didn't find anything like, fun per se about this and maybe i'm splitting hairs a little bit because no there was there there was good action sequences um but i found the story like very dark and very disturbing and uh you know it was trying to push you to the to the place where there's like no hope you know left but for Mm -hmm. these uh you know superheroes because nobody else is going to do anything um kind of thing i don't know I, i i i just disagree with the term fun because that like I said, my my comparison, like my baseline, would be like Ant Man. That's and fun. this doesn't even this doesn't even come with that. It's very dark. I get it. I think I, I think it, it isn't a fun movie at all. You're totally right. I think it was fun for me to watch, maybe because I have a lot of interest in behind the scenes and what a unique story. Like that, this thing came together after years of fans asking for it. Um, I had a friend Alex who watched the whole movie and was like. Wait, was that the same movie from 2017? He didn't know it wasn't. <laughs> he didn't know it wasn't just a brand new movie. He's like, is there some of the same scenes? That was just great. Anyways, I don't even know why I said that, but it is. Um, it's not a fun movie, but I liked it because it was interesting. It was like just the choices that they made that were different, and um, all the different treatments. And I, I don't know. It was fun to watch for me. All right, guys, let's move in. If you guys haven't watched it yet and we sold you and you don't care or, you you know, you care about the spoilers, we're going to dive into some spoiler talk here, breaking down the movie a little bit. So if that's not for you, we understand. Get on out of here. Come back. Check out our thoughts on it after you watch it. Um, But other than that, let's dive into some spoiler talk here. Um, So first up, I really want to answer this question. Rate the heroes. Yeah. I love this. Let's rate them just for not in how powerful they are, just which ones work and which don't. Okay, coming in first place for me is uh, Wonder Woman. Like, okay, by, agree. By, by a lot. 
Her scenes always played the best. She's great. Her action was good. I can see why she's had successful one-off movies. Absolutely. Um, she's she was more OP in this than she was in the Wonder Woman two. Yeah, I think I think she is great. She's the best thing they have. They should not reset her no matter what happens. She is yeah. such an asset. Um, love the character. Uh, second for me is shocking because this person would have finished in probably fifth place last time. And that was the Flash. Really? I actually thought that the best changes of the movie were making Flash into a character that I liked and cared about. Um, mm -hmm. What's his name? Ezra Miller? Is that his name? Yep. Total psycho. As a huge problematic as a, man. as a human being. Yeah. Yep. He's an absolute weirdo. He knocked out a woman in, in like England or something that like asked for his autograph, dude. What? Straight up punch her in the face, dude. There's a video. It's bad. Okay, well, now I feel bad that I'm rating him second, but. But okay. But okay. But I think we got his Aquaman needs to be second. Aquaman is funny. He knows what the character is. The backstory is good. Mira is horribly bad. And she had a British accent in this one and an American accent in Justice League and Aquaman. But that's okay. That's a director's choice. And this is a different director. Um, but I think Aquaman is second. And then I would probably put The Flash after that. So maybe we can flip flop them or keep it whatever. But I think all I think three I of those characters work. I think I agree with Eric because I think the flash was much more prominent than Aquaman was um, in the Snyder version. Mm -hmm. And they hadn't really fleshed out Aquaman at the time of justice league. I think if I'm remembering the timeline, right. Yeah. Uh, the movie releases. Yeah. Um, this was before although, the summer before Aquaman came out. That's right. Okay. So I would say, I would say it's like, 2a and 2b with the flash as 2a and aquaman as 2b okay and it's it's pretty close in my opinion but i think i think the way that they they, they made the flash like so much more interesting of a character um i didn't care about the dad part uh just care. the same way as i didn't i didn't care in the first one uh but i thought that his motivations were entirely different and um i thought was a lot more uh, he was a little bit more of a sympathetic character. Um, so yeah, I would say those are my top three. And then everybody else after that is like way distant mm -hmm. in terms well, of rankings. I like Cyborg. I'm going to put Cyborg up in this this upper group. Cyborg in fourth. Firmly in fourth. Yes, yeah, Cyborg in fourth. Yep. So, That's fine. I like that whole crew right there. They're all fine. Cyborg looks kind of stupid because how can you make him not look stupid? But yep. I loved the dumb football scene against Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Um, the whole Gotham. You know, everybody remembers the big Gotham over Wisconsin game. That was great. Uh, that was the one spoiler I told you guys. Yes, I had seen it already. So Sorry it wasn't for ruining it for anyone, but I didn't care. Um, but uh, then I'm we're in, the, we're in the bottom two, and this is supposed to be the top two. Exactly. They're two biggest characters, and this is why their franchise is suffering. Um, I'm going to go fifth place. Um, Batman, Ben Affleck, mm. who's just awful. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a more mailed-in performance? Oh my god! Gave this. No. All they were worried about was his hair to see if they could get the right amount of salt and pepper in it. That's the only thing they did with this character. Oh, he's just—he just. There's no one who has ever cared less about a big role than Affleck <laughs> cared about this one. <laughs> Dude, I feel uh, like I think, Jeremy Irons at any time was going to pull him aside and be like, "Ben, we, <laughs> you need to give me something here to work with." Yeah, yeah. I think he cared about the role in Batman versus Superman, but then I think he realized how poorly the franchise was being run and how the decisions were being made, and so he just, like you guys said, you could tell he's not motivated to give a really good performance. Like even the scene that like is his best line was like how do you do all this? He's like, I'm rich. Like even that line delivered was still like, blah. Yep. Like I'm still not buying it. So, um, with but I, I actually put Superman as more successful than Batman. Batman. I thought was so bad. I didn't care. Like his whole focus was the whole time is like getting a ship working. Who cares about this fucking ship? Oh my God. And, Cyborg has to feel the emotions of the ship. Like, wow, that was really bad, right? Uh, the writing in general was really bad, so I, I cannot really blame Ben Affleck for not being able to, to, you know, pull this thing together. Um, 
some of the lines they had these people saying were just laughably stupid. Eye rollingly bad. And I think yes. it's weird. It's weird. Like when, um, uh, like he's like, Oh, we couldn't get a loan from the bank. And he's like, well, I took care of that. I bought the bank, but then he's going to like try and reassemble this old broken down ship. Like it's some like 1964 sports car that his dad drove, you know, like, dude, just buy another ship. You bought yeah. a bank for Christ's sakes. Like just <laughs> get know. rid of that one and buy another one. I, 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 it, it was all over the place with that, and it was frustrating. So, Superman is worse, though. He's just... Do you think... He's just such a dumb character. I mean, like, the problem... I think that's really it? Because, I mean, obviously, Henry Cavill, like, I don't know who else you can get that looks more the part. Well, Henry Cavill has never been in a good show or movie in his entire career. That's the first <laughs> Uh, yeah, he was in Mission Impossible. He was pretty good at Mission Impossible. Two, they made Superman evil for like most of this series. Yeah, which was just such a bad take. Literally in the in the comic books, he's like the most pure guy. He's so pure that he could literally just probably print money, or he could just threaten world governments to like just pay him to be Superman. Instead, he's like, I'm gonna be a newspaper reporter. Like what? This is the guy that suddenly is like an evil alien who like is a problem to Earth and everyone yeah. fears him, but he's well, like a god. They so don't know what to do with him that they kept him out of her three quarters of the movie. He wasn't back until well over halfway. And then for a bunch of it, he's a bad guy, um, confused on where he is and what's going. Okay, fine. That was stupid. Um, and then, of course, he sees Lois Lane and then we get Dude, some the, of the worst. The pajama the pants? Are we sure the we pajama like pajama pants? Yeah, why did he have pajama pants on but no like, shirts? Like, Zach, come on, dude. Put him in something that would be like, uh, what was he buried in? Like, uh, shirtless with pajama pants. Like, yeah. that's what they buried Superman in? Are you Where kidding me? the pajama pants? And they were, like, cinched up. You know what I mean? Like, tied at the waist. Yeah. You know? Like, Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> the other thing. And this is his big, like, resurrection. And I'm, like, only looking at his pants. <laughs> Here's what I would say. One, um, <laughs> Dr. Manhattan over Superman all day, every day. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Manhattan okay. is just like, I'm a god. I'm going to be naked. Giant dick naked. And Swinging. Superman is like, put those scrubs on, please. Yeah. Like, hold on, hold on. I'm going to change my costume, but let me go into the phone booth real quick. I don't want anybody to see. <laughs> yeah. Another thing, um, the only way to save Superman as a character is to turn his powers down. Mm-hmm. Or make like him have other weaknesses that's not just kryptonite. Like he just the problem is is that he's such a stupidly created and crafted and written character that it's really hard for them to like put him on screen without him just being like, well, he just flew at the speed of light through every villain's chest, turning them to a vapor. There is no fight. It's over. He won. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he literally is what? so invincible that it's just it's just a dumb character. And then, like with the with the uh, sort of modernization of people's expectations, when you have Man of Steel, and you know it kind of started a revolution in the superhero industry where everyone's like, did they just like knock down like fifty buildings in right. New York City? You know what I mean? And everyone's like, what about all those innocent people? Like, isn't he supposed to be protecting all of them? But he like is pushing General Zod through skyscraper after skyscraper. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, that's weird. Yeah, um, and then it went to like, thing. well, ev everything's on an island now and an abandoned island. And then it's just yeah. kind of silly because that, that Superman's powers supersede everything that we know on Earth possible. And Eric's exactly right. Like, he's a great comic book character. As a movie character, he's too OP or... He's too, like, it's too ridiculous. And I think if he dialed it down, everyone would just be like, well, why didn't he just fly? Like, oh, well, uh, Superman is only running at 60%, you know, and they none of that would work it. either. I mean, over time, they wrote him more and more powers because they're like, oh, people are losing interest. Let's, now he can shoot laser beams. Now he can do, like, freezing, like, breath. Now he can, he used to, he used to not even fly. He used to jump really far, like, jump over the highest building. And that's kind of how he would travel. Buildings. Yeah, which makes more sense. Um, Superman is a problem. He, I get that he's hard to write for, and in general, having Batman and Superman as the least interesting and least oh. successful of the Justice League is a huge problem. 
no Green Lantern. Haven't figured that out yet. So he wasn't in it. Well, he tried. They um, tried to put him in it. Was the was the rumor? I heard about that. So and then the, the had film scenes with Green Lantern in the movie, but the the studio said no. And that's they were like, we want to keep him separate out of this because we might do something with Green Lantern. Yeah, they're so. like, we're gonna in, we're gonna put him in here as one of our next moves. So you can't do it now. So they did, yeah. But maybe the maybe that's why Snyder had the sort of homage to him in like the opening battle scene. Yeah. And yeah. there was a couple of lanterns cool. Um instead they had Martian Manhunter, which I don't know anything about that guy. I didn't know that was a character. I had to look him up. Yep. Yep. So he's usually part of the Justice League. I think he kind of comes in and out, but so I think that what needs to happen here is a soft reset. Okay. A soft Ooh. reset where we get rid of are you ready for this? We get rid of Henry Cavill. We get rid of Jared Leto. And, For sure. and we get rid of uh, Ben Affleck. The three of them are gone. The rest stay. Well, Affleck's gone. Yes. I would say, but I'm just saying, I would get rid of those three. And then I would, I would start over my whole universe um, outside of what's happened with Wonder Woman and with Aquaman so far. Those would be canon, but everything else would be kind of like, hey, we're starting over. I would bring in new directors that changed what the universe looked like a little bit. Because I think that it's so muddy and dark and everything is red and smoky. Like, mm -hmm. there's only three colors on your screen. Red, uh, smoke, black. and black. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole screen is just smoke, red, and black. There's nothing else on your screen. I can hardly see what's even happening. It's just pandemonium. And so I think you change what it looks like a little bit. And then... You um, reset Batman to be Pattinson. You reset Superman and you rewrite Superman as a much more mortal character. Even if it has to be like Lex Luthor used a, crypt a kryptonite device and it drained him of some of his powers. And he's still really powerful, but like permanently, yeah, he's defeatable. Or like he needed to save Lois Lane and he had to give up some of his powers. And like now he's like not that powerful. Like, mm -hmm. He still can fly around and like do cool stuff, but he's not like... Literally, a giant god hits him with a with a an axe, and it stops on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was a bad look. So I'd redo that. Not impressed. Redo the redo the Joker, and then just kind of say like, "All right, we're sorry, everyone. Um, we're going to redo this universe. Stick with us. It's going to be much better." I, I think um, that could work. I mean, I definitely don't want to see. You know, the funny thing is, is like everyone's like, "Oh, maybe now we'll get to see the rest of these movies from the Snyderverse." Overall, the Snyderverse wasn't good. Like he had full creative control when he did when he did Man of Steel and he did Batman versus Superman, and they were both bad. They were both bad, shitty movies. Yeah. Um, this was his, the best thing he's done for the in superheroes, which was cool. But he kind of they let him do these like flash forward scenes and some like this big the whole epilogue mostly didn't work to be honest. Like just end with like that great shot of all the the six heroes lined up. The wind yes. blowing, they won. Yes. That was the ending of the movie for me. Cut, cut, Just and cut. then but no, yeah. here comes our epilogue, which was like <laughs> a total hodgepodge of of random shit, um, mostly stupid, and nothing dumber than the nightmare scene. The nightmare scene in in, in both films, both of them were tragically bit, like awful. Yep. Yeah, and in this one, and apparently, this is like what his future's plan was for the future movies. Like he was going to do this in the movies if he got to make more, which I'm glad he's not going to. Um, they were really dumb. Like, I guess in this future, something happens where Batman accidentally kills Lois Lane, which then makes Superman go fucking crazy, and then he gets taken over by. Um, dark side and the like mind equation or whatever that killing equation thing is. And that's why the world looks like that. And that's why, you know, Superman is, is now a bad guy officially. He also wanted, I wish kid to be is more interesting. I'll give him that. Superman's kid was going to be the next Batman. Okay. Uh, you were going to have a, uh, his version of a death in the family, which is a famous comic book where, the Joker murders Robin. Yep. He like ties him up and then like beats him to death with like a pipe. 
And so that was going to be one of the big stories. And they kind of teased that. They talked about him killing him in it. Um, yeah, and then Harley Quinn died too. Yep, Harley Quinn dies in it. And so I don't know. Like to me, it was kind of like he was like, do you guys want to know what would have happened if they would have given me 10 more years? This is what would have happened. And I'm like, that's a pass, Bob. Yeah. I was like, why are you just telling us all of your big moments? That would have been like if if there would have been a bad dream. In, in, uh, well, there was. It would have been like if in the Maximov dream of uh, Captain America, he saw himself um, with people coming through Portal and then him saying Avengers Assemble while holding Mjolnir. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Why were they doing that? It was so stupid. And then you got one of the worst performances I've ever seen on a screen in my entire life. Jared Leto as the Joker. What a pile of shit. His act. Can you give me a couple lines from that, Eric? I don't even know what his lines were. Oh, he, he started it with something like, um, like right. You are my little fish stick or something like that. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, it was, it well, was so that, horrible. He was talking to Aquaman there. So that, that was okay. But, Still, just I also don't think that's his fault. That's a horrible line to be written. Calling Aquaman fish stick is not a good line. Like it was just so brutal. Everything he said, dude. So- if he had called him fish dick, I actually would have laughed. Yeah, that would have been a lot funnier. You know how I know you're a gay fish? Oh, because you like fish sticks. There you go. That was that, <laughs> that, was- a, that is that a South Park reference? That was South Park. Um. Yeah. Literally. It was unbearable. He looked so stupid. Every time that he was acting as his version of the Joker, it was unwatchable. Every time he copied Heath Ledger, I was like, he's copying Heath Ledger. (laughs) I I was so taken out of the scene that I spent the whole scene angrily thinking, I hate Jared Leto. (laughs) And that might be the worst. That might be the worst thing I could say about an actor is that the entire scene, I thought, oh my God, I hate the actor. <laughs> As a person. That's bad. As a person. Everything they stand for. Oh, it's just um, horrible. I, so we all agree that's awful. Can I ask a couple questions that I didn't really understand? Because I think this is important. So, okay. I mean, if you had also, if you had a drink every time Steppenwolf said, the mother boxes, you'd be like hammered like three hours in. But... Um, <laughs> When Darkseid's sidekick, his like Ma, you know, essentially from Avengers, Desad, I think it was Desad. I like is like blah blah blah. You're never gonna get redemption. You're gonna need to capture a thousand more worlds before Darkseid, whatever. And he's like, I already know I betrayed him. If I bring him the mother boxes, I'll be redeemed. Um, Was the betrayal? And I, I don't know any of the history of this. So the person that put his axe into Darkseid's shoulder in the battle at Amazon or, or Themyscira or whatever, mm-hmm. was that Steppenwolf before he became like evil? And that was the betrayal of Darkseid? Or did they just not explain the betrayal at all? No, they didn't. In the, in, I don't okay. think they explained it, but I thought the same thing because that was his axe, right? No, that was... It looked like his axe... And it was like he had like the same horns. And so that's why I thought, I thought maybe what he was doing was he was like, oh, I think that maybe was him. And I thought what he was doing was as soon as he saw that dark side was like wounded and weak and maybe going to lose, he was like, I'll just kill him off and take over. Right. And that was his, him attempting to like stage a coup. Or was that a different altogether different group? I thought he started off on the good side. Like I thought he was with the Amazonians and the and the the Zeus guy with the bulging muscles and the lightning coming out of his hands and stuff, but I that yeah. whole battle sequence like didn't make a ton of sense, um, you know, yeah. and all the motivations yeah. and everything. So I don't know where he came from. There maybe was one line explaining it, but how the fuck wouldn't they remember the time that they lost? And what what like why didn't they know what planet exactly it was on and revisit multiple times to try to get it like. Yeah, like you don't have GPS on your advanced like alien ship that can fly all over the fucking like put a mark on the map and be like we're coming back. Yeah, I um, I didn't get that part. Um, and then there and was then some of the, the scenes end, where like he was talking to that obelisk. You know, they would yeah. like 
I swear there was one. I thought I had rewound it accidentally. He they literally had the same exact conversation twice. So there was definitely some stuff they could cut from this thing. I yeah, love where he was like, like, he liked it. Everyone he, go watch it. And then we're just ripping it for like an hour. Well, it's easy to nitpick. Um, and then at the end, I was super disappointed because he's like staring through the portal at the Justice League. And he's like this all-powerful being. And yeah, Steppenwolf is his henchman and he's gone. But then he's like, uh, no, hard pass. Hard pass. I'm going to I'm going to back out of this fight even though well, I'm like and Superman is right there staring at him. Like dive through that motherfucker. Pummel him to death. Yeah. There was so, multiple it, times when Steppenwolf was like had the cube and was gearing up and the thing is starting to rev up for him to like, you know, teleport out of there. I'm like the Flash is right there. He's incredibly fast. Go grab it, punch him, do something. They're like, oh, yeah, he's winding up the thing. He's five feet away from us, but uh, yeah, he's going to be disappearing here any second. Just chill. Nothing we can do. Chill. <laughs> Nothing we can do. So I just I did see that Steppenwolf is the nephew of Darkseid, and that in the comic books he challenged Darkseid's rule, and that's the birth betrayal. But I don't know okay. what they're going with in these movies. Um, also. Uh, if if he's his nephew, I'm really curious as to the relationships that are happening. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they don't look anything alike. So, yeah. and, and, and in, in any of it, I I was overall like I thought Darkseid was like cool in its like inception into this universe, but overall poorly executed. I, I it was just okay. Yeah, he was super OP, but like he almost died at the beginning and then he refused to challenge the justice league at the end. So how powerful is he really? And then lest we forget before we get out of here, Jesse Eisenberg was back as bald Lex Luthor. And I would disagree with Eric vehemently that Jesse Eisenberg was the worst part of this film over Jared Leto. And I, I, I will fight you to the death on that. You cannot, you cannot tell me Jesse Eisenberg was much more entertaining than Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, they're both, they're both pulling zero out of tens. And and Joe Mangianello as Deathstroke fit right into that scene. Horrible, Uh, horrible. They just they. You you forgot about Jesse Eisenberg, didn't you? I did, and (laughs) he's equally as bad. Like he is just as bad as as the Joker. As just Awful. unwatchable. Every time he's on screen, why is he playing just like um, a more sadistic version of Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> I was gonna. I was just gonna say he's playing Mark Zuckerberg with a shaved head. And the like, funny thing is, playing. why doesn't that work? That should be amazing. It's literally just. I think it's just what Mark Zuckerberg is actually like in real life. Mm-hmm. Is what maybe is what his version of Lex Luthor is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Um, overall, I had fun watching it. I would say it was better than I was expecting, but that's not saying much because I was expecting it to. It was no, it was much better than I expected. I thought it was going to be horrible. I enjoyed it. It was a net positive, but it was like I would never watch it again. I think the more like if I watched it again, and the more and more details I pay attention to, it's like watching um the last jedi again where you're like all of these decisions don't make any sense it's gonna be worse if you watch it again yep yeah i feel like just just enjoy it for what it was don't think too hard about it you'll get upset like i mean we 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 touched on like maybe like six scenes and it already lowered my opinion (laughs) of the film and i had already had i had a positive reaction to it but Yeah. yeah i think it's uh it's just okay do you guys want to give your Rotten Tomato scores? Sure. To wrap it up. Um, my Rotten Tomato score was a 70. Oh. And I feel pretty, like, that was a pretty generous score. Um, I enjoyed it, but it was, like, very flawed. Yeah. It was fun enough. It was, the budget was high enough. There was enough, there was enough to like about it. Like, a couple of the action scenes were really cool. I actually really liked the first action scene of the movie. Again, um, with Steppenwolf fighting against the Amazonians. I loved the bank scene 
Not really sure why the bank scene was in it, other than it yeah. looked really cool, but like no character had any impact on the movie. Um, but that was cool. And I thought they fixed up a couple of the big time glaring mistakes. Um, I would have given it like a 40 the first time and like a 70 the second time. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm going to give it a 74. I enjoyed it. Oh, I'm a, I was at like a 35 for the first one and I'm at like a 62 for the second one. I, I can't forgive. I can't forgive the Joker. I can't forgive Jesse Eisenberg. And I can't forgive that they left the Nightcrawler uh, robot machine in there, which is the most worthless piece of equipment Bruce Rain has ever crafted. <laughs> oh, it's it's got one purpose, to crawl up the inside of a tower. And then uh, Steppenwolf takes it out with like one axe blow and it falls to the ground worthlessly. Oh, until Cyborg revives it. Uh, oh, and then guess what happens? It falls to the ground worthlessly one more time. And that's... <laughs> $74 million down the drain in a two and a half minute action sequence. Anyway, yep. um, I'm, I'm a little bit lower than you guys, but maybe I'm just a grumpy old man. All right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have this week on the Nordy's podcast. Check in later uh, for our sports cast as we break down the now suddenly struggling Minnesota wild. We talk about Anthony Edwards leap to superstardom and maybe uh, path to rookie of the year. We'll talk about the twin season right around the corner, NFL free agency, the Gophers in the NCAA men's hockey tournament, and all kinds of other things. So tune in then. But thank you guys for listening to the Northeast Podcast.